Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that, too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person, how-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I have my good friend Clinton Robinson with me today, independent director. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And with me is my good friend Charlie. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And today we are actually reviewing season one, episode two of Loki. This is going to be our spoiler discussion show, so if you're into spoilers and you don't care if you get this show spoiled for you, that's not, then that's okay. If you don't like spoilers, watch Loki first for episode two, and then come back over here and watch uh, watch our show. So without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with it. So I definitely love the opening scene where you act, where you see one of the people from the time uh, from the future and everything else, where you they're actually focusing in on the time and things like that. I love the opening scene where she's actually taking everybody down, and that song "I Need a Hero" is playing. That just reminds me of the fan made. Uh, video that we got with Thor Radenrock and everything. I don't know if you guys saw oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually funny that Disney decided, oh, let's go on ahead and replicate what this one fan put out and do it this way. And it made it fun. It made it uh, actually pretty fun. I thought that it was real, really a fun scene. And of course, you're wondering, okay, what's up with that? Is she working for Lady Loki? Is she just an informant inside the place? And then, of course, then you realize that Lady Loki is under her, is pretty much, she's under her possession. And then also, yeah. She, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, like, it was a cool opening, especially how, like you said, it's, like, the whole time police people, like, were following their agency. Um, it was really cool. I liked that, it, like, they made you, at the start, you think you're, like, back in, like, old-time England, and there's, like, 1985, like, Wisconsin Renaissance Fair. Like, I thought that was a pretty cool gag. Um, but, yeah, it's it's an awesome beginning. I, it gave me definitely Thor Ragnarok vibes and kind of like what Marvel usually does with like some of their action sequences, at least as of late where they make like some fun stuff about it. It seems like they're really getting a lot more lighthearted with their creations than when the beginning was a lot darker. That's true. That's very true if you actually think about it. And, you know, I definitely like this lighter tone. I love the quick action sequence whenever – I thought the choreography was really good when it came down to her fighting to be honest. Um, and then, of course, we get into the whole entire thing where Loki is trying to find out where this other variant is. And I liked how he actually explains it with Owen Wilson's salad. He goes, okay, this is Ragnarok. And he goes, no, that's my salad. He goes, hold on. So basically, I can do anything I want here. Takes salt, takes pepper, starts doing this, and he goes, and now I'm manipulating that uh, Ragnarok. I can do anything I want to it. And then after that winds up happening, he goes, so he's like, okay. And then he and then he goes, okay. And pretty much I can go on ahead and kick rock off of the, off of the, the Hulk, off of uh, the bridge if I wanted to and not even have any consequences because it's going to get destroyed anyway. So therefore there's no consequences behind what I'm doing because it's going to be destroyed anyways. So I like how he actually bro- broke that down and how he was able to set that up. What, do you, what about you, Charlie? What did you think of the start of it and everything? Go back to the opening. I love the opening. I thought it was really cool. And I think that just seems to be the theme for Marvel this year is the, the song, um, I Need a Hero. Because over the weekend, they announced a video game at E3. That's um, If anybody doesn't know what E3 is, it's a gaming convention. They announced the Guardians of the Galaxy video game by Square Enix. Um, and that song is played during the trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, and it's that same song, I Need a Hero. So I just thought that was kind of clever, that that seems to be the trend, and that's that it could be the trend for Phase 4. Like, who's going to be the next person to stand up? Who's going to be the next hero to take the, take the lead, in a sense? I, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that, too. Like, it does seem like they're trying to, like, make us think who's in charge now, because, like, every show's been about being a hero or if you even want to be a hero. And it looks like these movies seem to be like, at least Black Widow is like somebody trying to become a hero. Like it seems like that's their theme right now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. Like I said, I mean, I think that seems that that's a good song for this, this phase because the only phase we had is Spider-Man and him. Like you need, you need, you need to be the hero and it's Spider-Man taking it. So, and we haven't had a Marvel movie than Spider-Man in theaters. So, and like I said, that seems to be a good idea for the phase about, um, like, that was the whole theme for Winter Soldier, somebody stand up to be the hero. It's ironic, because Loki's no hero. He's an anti-hero. He's neither good nor he's bad. So it's, it's kind of funny that they played it, but yeah, and I love the, uh, like, the opening, and um, and then that's how Loki's, like, like he's ex- describing stuff, and everybody's looking at him, like, yeah, and, like, what's the back of your jacket say? Variant? Exactly, or whatever, and, they're, they're, and then he's trying to, like, get into the minds of everybody, like, hey, I'm tricking you. No, I'm not. 
but am I? We'll see. So it's that, that, that Conant theme, I'm like, is he going to turn on them or not? That seems to be like the, uh, the little like, ooh, here's the dollar. He almost had the dollar. Like he's playing a trick on them. Um, and like I said, I thought the banner between him and Owen Wilson is hysterical. Like I think they got chemistry and this, the two of them just play off each other. Um, and um, like I said, I felt the, the him describing Ragnarok was pretty funny, and the him destroying the destroying the salad, and like, hey, I can do shit in this uh, in this apocalypse, and yet nothing's gonna happen. And and then when they go to when they go to Pompeii, it's like, hey, this place is gonna explode. Like anything's happened. I'm doing all this stuff here. Here's some food. And he's chucking it at people. See, nothing happens. <laughs> Letting out the goats and everything. Go, my furry friends. Go. I, I really love that scene, to be honest with you, and everything. And then he goes, it's going to get destroyed anyways. No, you have to be low-key, Loki. You cannot do that. Why? I, there's no consequences. And pretty much that's like Loki's playground, if you think about it. He's just having a good time on this playing field of being able to do anything he wants and be the butthole, that he, the asshole that he actually is and everything too without having any consequences behind it because we actually saw in that in the very first episode where there was all consequences behind his actions and that's also what shaped him into help trying to help them out and everything too with the timeline as well and with this one there's no consequences for his actions because stuff is already going to happen anyways because it's already been pre-planned out so it's basically his own playground his own play field and everything but yeah i thought that's those scenes were really well put together. Oh, and Will, it reminds me of Buddy Cop movie, to be honest with you. In a sense, I know yeah. that we got that with Falcon and yeah. and the you know, but this one feels more like Lethal Weapon kind of vibe, where you have two different act on uh, two different levels, or maybe Forty Eight Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte a little bit. Oh, hold on, we got somebody coming in. Hey, Ladasia. Hey, how hey. you doing? <laughs> All right. It's good to have you on. Yes, good to see you, John. <laughs> good seeing you too, as always. <laughs> so we were just talking about how we like this world that Loki was in where he had no consequences behind his actions or anything like that. It was pretty much his own playing field. And he enjoys the fact that there's no consequences and everything. We, we went through the whole entire setup, though, too, of the opening scenes and stuff like that. So since we got into that point, what did you think of the opening? And also, too, the consequ- no consequences and stuff like that for Loki. Um, I, You know, the opening was was pretty good. I have to say that, that the opening was pretty good. Um, I think I'm still getting adjusted to Loki being an agent. I'm just... <laughs> This, I mean, it's weird and I'm interested and I'm pulled into it, but it's just strange having him, you know, reading books in the library and going, you know, working in a bureaucracy. That that part, I'm still just trying to get used to that. That's part of the fun. That's part of the fun for the show, though, don't you think? Like, seeing him a fish out of water, like an agent of chaos in this place of like pure order and efficiency. Like I like seeing like this trickster God in that role. It makes it like fun. And you're like, he's going to snap at some point and do something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That, that is the fun part about, it. I think that's why I'm just 
kind of looking at it like, yeah, this this guy is basically wild, and he's probably in the most ordered and structured environment he's ever been in in his life. So, you know, that is just, you know, kind of weird. But um, I think the opening scene is the Renaissance Festival in Wisconsin. And yeah. I don't yeah, it just seemed like the sorriest Renaissance festival I've ever seen. It seemed sort of joyless and people kind of walking around in a circle. And the only kind of life is the woman who's like, we need this for our life. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty much anybody going to a fair Renaissance. It's like, I, I do need to get away from my life. So, but it's. You know, going into the tent, you can almost feel that something was going to go wrong. And the part that I don't <clears throat> get about the TVA is if you have this person out there killing agents, then why do you keep sending agents out here over and over again to get killed? Because clearly they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what they're dealing with. And it's like they just send agents after agents and they're all just... Right. The definition yeah, of chaos is here. Right. Because think of it like this. The definition of chaos is doing repeating the same thing over and over again. Yes. You know, but then once we were getting into the whole fact of how Loki got caught onto the formula and everything and figured out the formula of, well, certain things that takes place in an apocalyptic time. So therefore, there's no consequences between be, behind that because it's going to be destroyed anyways. So therefore, I can do whatever I want in this universe. It does not affect me. And I don't care. And that place is playing ground and everything, too. That's what mm -hmm. we were getting at, though, too, when you when you came in and everything. But yeah, I thought it was very entertaining as far as that yeah. goes and everything. I'm glad that they explained it in that physical uh, in the physics kind of way, but it's kept yeah. it simple for us because yeah. Loki is basically like us as the viewers who are not used to this big, huge, long-term lingo mm -hmm. and everything else that these other agents are throwing at us. So he just puts it in lamest terms for us to actually understand mm -hmm. everything. He's like he's teaching us quantum physics in <laughs> a lamest term kind of way. But you know, Yes, and and it, and it also brings out the fact that when you have so much order and structure, you have groupthink, and you need somebody like Loki to come in and, you know, think outside the box, um, so you can see that pattern. Because how I mean, they got the information; they just wasn't seeing the pattern. They're just and they're just they just have like this tunnel vision. We just got to run and find a variant, but they weren't understanding or putting together the pieces of how this variant was operating. Exactly. But uh, Charlie or Clinton, is there anything that you wanted to add uh, to that though too? To about the uh, like chaos area, I just thought it was like a funny little, like viewers, if you don't know who Loki is, here you go, him in his natural environment. Like, I think that that was actually a great part of the show. Um, it's not fun, like it really didn't, like teach us anything other than hey it's a fun time for loki which was you know nice for how heavy some of the stuff can be sometimes in these types of shows i mean um yeah i think clint pretty much did it it's like it's just kind of interesting to see you're seeing a fish out of water but yet you, you loki does does some magic and when like when he completely like it's like 
um, at the when they're in the grocery store, when his suits all uh, her his jacket and his oh his pants are all that, he does the magic. It's like, what you do? What? I just did magic to make my clock my clothes dry. Jeez, get, get a pretty much like like get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I also like that they keep bringing back the Miss Minute. Like like and then like how she's the like the 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 uh, when all Loki's doing the training the the, yeah. the little uh, mascot and like Loki's trying yeah. to hit her like hey that's not cool and she just jumps right back in the computer yeah I love this like, minutes I I love her she is so funny she it's, is it's like funny. the Reader's Digest to the timelines yeah. Yes, I love Miss Minute. I think she's gonna be the star of the whole show. <laughs> but she was fed up with Loki, though. She was. I like yeah. how oh Wilson just shows up at the computer. She's like, just really pissed <laughs> off. I like, really the way, I like the way she went and hid inside the computer when she. And he was like, "Oh, you're hiding." Yeah. <laughs> I was reading Jet Ski mag- magazine, the Jet Ski magazine. I'm like, "Oh, are you on your trainings?" Yeah, I've done some of them. I mean, they're boring, but I've done some of them, and he's like, he's rallying off the information. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, then we get into the other stuff, though, too. Finally, we're getting some breaking ground within mid-episode, uh, mid basically, where, you know, they're sending in these agents over and over again, like Ladassia was mentioning and everything, too. And it's like a repeated process over and over again. And then finally, Loki's like, look, you have to stop sending agents in here. This person, whoever it is, even though it's a variant of me and everything, and we're supposed to go after a variant of me, you have to put it, put it in my perspective of what I would do rather than what somebody else would do. Because remember, you're trying to capture a version of myself. So who's better to go after someone that's a version of myself than me? Because I know me better than anybody else does. Yes, you know aspects of my life. You've seen me talk. You've seen me in action. But do you know me, know me? is the big thing. Do you know what I'm what else I'm capable of? You know what I'm saying? But that's what I thought was the bigger picture uh, of it of it all though. It's like yeah, they saw aspects of his life, they saw his life, they saw everything that he's done. But you you're trying to send him in and then you're trying not to do anything because you're afraid that he's going to backstab you. But what better way to go ahead and take someone down than have someone that knows somebody that is a common copy of themselves? To be and honest. And it seems like Moderius is the only one who gets it. I think that's his name, Moderius. Mobius. Yeah. Mobius. Yeah. He's the only one that gets it. Everybody else is he's a variant. He's a variant. He's a variant. And you know, Moldavius. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep calling him Moldavius. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's the only one that understands that we are too rigid. We can't find him. Loki is the one that has to find him, and his ego is gonna make him find this variant because he thinks he's better. Exactly, and also too, he's egotistical, he's self-centered, yes. yes, and everything. Everything that he mentions is the same way that he is. Yeah, and then, you know, finally they give him some breathing room. Okay, we're gonna trust you, and everything. But what did you guys think about that setup as far as? You know, Loki's admitting, hey, look, you're trying to look for a version of myself. So what you're going to have to try and send me in some way. So why not now? 
So what do you got? Um, I'm going to go on ahead and let uh, either Clint or Charlie take it. You can go ahead, Clint. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, like the whole concept of like Loki going after himself, and then like we realize he has to like think about himself to go after himself and instruct people on how he is because they can't think in his mindset. Like, it's, it's like I just described. It's very interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just fun watching an egotistical character have to think like themselves and realize that. Like either they're be- the better version of themselves, or they're the worst version of themselves. You know what I mean? Because he got introduced to this whole concept that there are millions of other Lokis, each of them a variant of himself in one way or another. Some of them bigger and stronger, or smarter, or like in this instance, which is like a spoiler for later, is that it's Lady Loki. So she complete thinks completely differently than him, and like that was awesome to see it caught up at the end that maybe he wasn't the best version of himself. She was because she outthought him completely, and like I liked watching Loki kind of get his like you know just desserts in a way to find out even he's not better than himself. Um, I, it's an interesting idea to have you essentially go up against yourself, yet yourself, your other poor uh, other self of you, too much self talk is very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's very like very Loki like, like very like very hard to like like it's a lot of things to pick up on. But the idea of him facing himself, but not really himself, but sort of is. It's kind of it's it's an, it's a very confusing but yet interesting topic. But then again, that's what this Loki is. It's like Loki, like the the whole opening logo looks like. The opening logo looks like it's a horror movie. It's like it reminds me of the uh, the logo of Seven, like and it's it's like and then like it's that and yet it's not that. It's kind of comical. It's got the comic elements in it. It's not. It's lighthearted, yet then it also deals some serious topics. So I think I think like I said I think it's like it some could pass some way even though he's not directing it. Taiki Whitey isn't like it, his tone from Ragnarok has kind of brought itself to Loki because this is a very not happy subject of what's going on yet he makes it kind of like kind of lighthearted yet it's still not for kids but it's it's not as heavy as Falcon and Winter Soldier was in terms of the the tone and stuff so uh, I like what they're doing they're like they're they're doing a thin line between one thing and another and I like them for that. Like I said, it's a very interesting idea. It's confusing. That's why I think we need Miss Minutes to describe what Loki's doing versus his counterpart. Um, and I think him getting his butt whooped was kind of funny, by especially by a female, nonetheless. <laughs> also, too, I want to mention this. We didn't ca- um, I like how he was reading the paper. This is the documents and everything. This is before he meets up with Lady uh, Loki and everything, too. I like how he's reading through the documents, and then you see him look at his own town, his own city, and he's like, "My city got destroyed." And yeah. the look on his face is distraught. Mm-hmm. It don't yes, he had his dis. Uh, don't get me wrong, he had his uh, family issues and stuff like that with Odin and Thor, but that's his childhood. That's where he came from. And everything, and just the look on his face said it all. And I love how they're introducing little small things into the show 
where you have this Loki that has no idea what even happened, and then they're focusing in on that. And then, you know, it's already been confirmed that, you know, he's not going to be in other uh, future films or anything like that. This is going to be his own feature and everything, too. So this actually kind of, this also confirms the fact that he's only going to be in this realm with Owen Wilson and stuff like that, too, because Owen Wilson says, no, you can't go, you can't go back there or anything. So, you know, he can't try and prevent anything. He can't try and do anything. What's been done is done. So I definitely love that aspect. But back over to the store and everything, too, where Loki, uh, where Loki's actually trying to figure out, okay, where's this woman at? Where's this other version of myself at? He's trying to, f- and he's actually trying to find different versions of himself through somebody else. It's a lot more of a deeper meaning if you actually look at it. It's like trying to find the ver- best version of yourself through somebody else. And that's the way I looked at it whenever he was going through all those different um, versions. But what do you guys think? I want I want to know if you thought that same thing I did. Well, and, you know, John, just going back to your point about when he figured out Ragnarok and all of that, you know, it it kind of those are the poignant points of this show i think because you do you know it brings you back that this version of loki didn't know anything about thanos and thanos killing him and all this stuff and his mom dying and so all of these things are new to him and you can tell that under the surface of all his ego is giving him purpose to avenge, really to avenge all of this stuff, you know, because he loved his mom and, you know, and of course he wanted to be the one Asgard and it's not there anymore. So, you know, it, it humanizes Loki. He's not just, you know, just some dude just running around doing tricks and wanting to rule everybody. He has a heart. And I think that that part is good and and I find what's interesting with Lady Loki, I was thinking to myself, like, what if I was going up against the male version of me? Like, <laughs> you know, I had to solve a crime and it was like literally the male version of myself. And I'm like, that would be so intriguing. And it's almost like Lady Loki, Lady Loki figured that out. And so she started putting herself in all these different bodies to kind of throw them off because she knows it's going to throw them off. So, I mean, I just found it fascinating. I mean, how do you, like, John, if you had the female version of yourself running around, could you, <laughs> you know, could you uh, really make out what they're going to do? I, I can know what I'm going to do, but as far as what that other person is, no, they're going to end yeah. up playing mind games with me. I'm yeah, gonna be honest exactly. with you. <laughs> and that's what she's doing. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> See, bro. yeah, I can't I mean, imagine another version of myself either. <laughs> to no, be me either. I, I could not. I could not. I but, know. Uh, I wouldn't want to go against like any other version of myself. Like I know I just give myself a bad time on purpose. <laughs> I know, cause I'm like, would the other, would the male version of me go to Walmart instead of Target? Like, you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> oh. oh god! <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> it's like, okay, would uh, the female version or another version of me want to get an Armani suit or something like that yeah. over just blue jeans or something? Yeah, but, you know. Levi's or, you know. Oh, your sister's on. <laughs> hey, Mika. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Charlotte, what's your thoughts, though? Um, other another version of me, no. Um, that'd, be, that'd be weird. Um, I mean, it was like I said, it was interesting about them, like the different personalities that Lady Loki had to choose until finally revealing herself at the end. About um, first, like taking over the guard, um, and then 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 taking over this guy named Randy, and then then into a. Uh, I got a redneck. <laughs> and, and, he, and the guy that when he was in that big brute version, he was being the crap out of Loki. I don't know if Loki yeah. was planning on that or what. I don't know. But he had his way with him mm-hmm. um, on that one. And then and then finally being like then revealing it's that. Even though she's got the horns and everybody's thinking it's Lady Loki. I don't know if it like I mean, I don't know if it's really her, to be honest. Could be another form. But I mean, again, I'm not sure that that's that's the intrigue on it. That I don't think it's really Lady Loki. This is the stuff I've been reading, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that though. But it'd be, it, it's interesting though. I think in the end, I think it is Lady Loki. But it just leads to other ideas um, and so much th- conspiracy theories and stuff regarding it. So, but I uh, like that. And then, like I said, the way they the show ended, I thought it was just like boom cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, for sure they have to. They they always want to leave us in suspense. But yeah, the ending was cool. I I kind of expected almost maybe I don't know why I was like maybe Loki won't. Uh, I don't know why he thought he I would I thought he would do the right thing. But you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm I'm also gullible though as well because I, on that aspect though too, Clint. Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe he is trying to transform himself. Maybe he is turning a new leaf. And all of a sudden, he goes into that little thing to actually uh, teleport. I'm like, nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I am wrong once again. But I, um, I think he's still doing the right thing though. He's going yeah. after Lady Loki to mm. stop what she just did and caused all these like. She just caused chaos in an area that's not known for chaos. She just called the epic amount of chaos, like different timelines, like all over the place. She really just opened up the gates of hell and opened up the gates of the multiverse. So, and that's why Loki went after her to kind of stuff because he knows deep down these people are going to do it because they're idiots. As he called them, you guys are idiots. And that's why he went after her, mm-hmm. her himself. Well, because he's, he's the only one who can do it, Charlie. I mean, right. he's the only one that can chase Lady Loki around. Yeah, exactly. But the only thing is, though, too, can he manipulate her the way he manipulates everybody else? He would have to do some major reverse psychology on her to, in order to do that. Or he would have to actually pretend that he's working with her to do that. Though, and then backstab her when she's least expecting it. But she's Loki; she's gonna always expect it, right? Yeah. That's another. That's another thing, though, too. But he has to try and figure out a loophole or somewhere to where he can actually do it and do it in the right way, 
because they are both alike. So you have to try and do something to try and bring her down. But, you know, I love whenever um, we see Randy at first, she trans first she transforms into Randy. You are great. Just the name that I didn't want. <laughs> or some I'm just I'm not <laughs> and then it goes from Randy to the redneck guy and the redneck guy goes on ahead and kicks his butt everywhere kicks his ass everywhere and stuff like that but the thing that makes me laugh though the most is like I just when I was missing Randy is what he says when he gets <laughs> uh, gets knocked down to the floor which I thought was really funny yeah yeah yeah, the way she the way she went from one thing one person to another that was that was pretty funny. It definitely was. So I know that both of y'all weren't on the episode one, but what was y'all's main thoughts on the very first episode? Um, Clint had introduced the concept for it pretty well. Um, I, I, like, as far as introductory episodes go, I think it definitely did the best that it could. You know what I mean? Like, we were definitely left with a lot of questions, but it definitely was just more left of, like, intrigue questions and questions of, like, rules of the show and things like that. It definitely established the premise very well. Um, honestly, I didn't have any major complaints for it. Um, and, you know, that's pretty good considering I am a filmmaker, so I could have, like, nitpicked it. Not so much uh, for that one. <laughs> And I, I thought episode one was pretty good. I, it took me a while myself to figure out. I felt like I was like Loki. I was a fish out of water. Like, where is he? And it looks like the DMV. And <laughs> and I definitely felt like the numbers thing. I mean, you know, our our DMV here, they, you literally have to take a number. You're the only one there. You're like, really? This is ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. It reminds I, me of I have done <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of my town where we get our license plates and stuff. At. Yeah. It's like, you have to take a number. I'm like, is nobody I'm here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody's freaking here. But you know what else it reminds me of? It reminds me of Beetlejuice, the movie, where, yeah. you have, where Beetlejuice has to take a number yeah. and everything. <laughs> so that's what it reminds me of, of as well. To be yeah, with you. and all the mountain of paperwork, and they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> just sign here." You're like, well, "I don't even know what I'm signing. I'm just signing my life away." And the long snake line to get the one teller, you know, where you got to go round and round and round. <laughs> it is <just laughs> Tamika. The first episode was interesting when Mobius ta uh, tapped into Loki's psyche of what is his true pursuit is. I like that though too. To be yes. honest with you, yes, I did like when when he sat down with Loki and showed him everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it just kind of got to not so much the core of Loki, but the beginning of what Loki is about, you know. So, I mean, I have no issue with number with episode one. It, it really was a good intro. It just took me a minute to figure out what, where are we? Hey. Right, just like Clinton was saying, saying though too, was you know it's all about setting up the rules of the program of the very first episode, getting to know Loki in this universe versus him in the MCU universe because this version is different than the MCU universe, and trying to get used to him on a smaller screen as well, and then also too establishing the rules. And I thought they did a very good job in mm -hmm. establishing the rules, and it seems like we get more of the rules and stuff like that 
in each well not each episode but in the second episode too mm-hmm. we are we get the rules again and everything too to just refresh our minds because basically we have an attention span of a goldfish that we don't really <laughs> remember everything so oh, no. so therefore we have to re- be reminded of certain mm-hmm. elements so and i definitely like my, that. what do y'all think of owen wilson i mean i I couldn't even believe he was um, Owen Wilson until the end. I'm like, really? This is Owen Wilson? He looks I like love, Jeopardy. I, <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love Owen Wilson. I'm a big Owen Wilson fan. Me too. So. I love Owen. I'm like, no, he's got he's got the most recognizable nose in the industry, man. You gotta True. love him. True. <laughs> <laughs> I love Owen Wilson, but I'm like, man, he cannot be this Owen. <laughs> he definitely Thank has you. an Alec Trebek. Uh, hairstyle, though. If yeah. you think about it, he does remind me of an Alec <laughs> if he had like a broken nose. Yeah, <laughs> and he had a little bit of sass to him. But I thought Owen Wilson was a great fit into this. Like I mentioned to Clint earlier, I said that it felt like a buddy cop film, and I mentioned Lethal Weapon. But now I'm thinking 48 Hours with uh, mm. when we have Nick Nolte, and uh, of course, you know, you also have Eddie Murphy. But it reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. kind of aspect to it and everything. And that's what makes it fun. We have a futuristic kind of style show that's, you know, fantasy mixed mm-hmm. in with a buddy cop type of theme that actually works because of the chemistry between Owen Wilson mm-hmm. and, you know, Tom Hilston. You know, I thought it was like really trading good. places too. You know what? I didn't think about that analogy. That's actually yeah. a pretty good good analogy on that. Yeah, it's kind of like trading places because you got the uptight Dan Aykroyd and you know, Eddie Murphy's all crazy. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Charlie, what did you think? What do you think? Yeah, I think mean, Owen Wilson's great for this. I mean, it's so funny not to, he's always done comedies to see him in the MCU. I mean, they're getting everybody in the MCU. I mean, you got Julia Louise Dreyfus, comedy person in the MCU. Now you got Owen Wilson. I'm surprised he hasn't said wow a lot. to be honest with you i was reading a movie reviewer uh thing about episode two he said the only disappointment i had in the first two episodes is there's no wow (laughs) and i don't mean like as in wow this this show sucks i mean like wow no wow from owen wilson (laughs) yeah Uh, i I think they have him on the street pitch count it's probably written in there there would be no wow in this (laughs) I can just see him at the audition thing or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What he said when he saw the script. Wow. I can't think wow. (laughs) There's a applause, uh, Owen. What? You cannot say wow. No, you cannot. (laughs) And we'll make you look like Alex Trebek. Yeah, you know, I kind of miss the Owen Wilson hair, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, no, the second I saw the nose, I knew. A <laughs> <laughs> <That> broken nose. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be interesting if, this, if he actually gets involved in the fighting. Like, if they have him have like either an action sequence or a fight sequence in the show, that would be interesting. Mm. I'm thinking he has to be Charlie. He has to be involved in some kind of fighting. I don't know. It's Owen Wilson. What do you expect from him? Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just wow. 
know. I don't know, Clint. He kind of beefed up in here. I'm like, you know, like he's been working out. He may be getting ready. Maybe. Uh, he could probably, probably, yeah, maybe. You never know. We'll see him soon. He's making, they, no wonder they only had six episodes. They had to pay for Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. I know. <laughs> I thought Tom Hiddleston was an executive producer. I'm like, okay, go ahead, Tom. Right. He probably died off and he went off to Kevin Feige and he was like, hey, man, like, I want to make a Loki show now. <laughs> yeah. I could just see his pitch. You know what would be great, Kevin? Me. What? Just me. Just me. Yeah, no one me. else. Yeah, this show needs to be about me. <laughs> and I need to produce it about me. And I could just see him showing up in a Loki outfit like he did with Comic-Con and acting like Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about the MCU. Most of the actors have a lot of fun being a superhero or supervillain. Yes, they do. They they love playing these characters. I love watching them. <laughs> Here's a little fun fact, though. When RDJ played, uh, played uh, Tony Stark, he didn't go by his real name on set. Everybody called him Tony. Yeah. And then the improv thing, he wanted Burger King. So him eating that burger and everything, too, was improv. He just got back from eating Burger King, getting a burger from Burger King. So he went on the set eating a burger. That was actually yeah. a big problem with Robert Downey Jr. in the movies is that um, he wasn't supposed to be eating on set. He would right. actually hide snacks on set with so like the whole blueberry thing that oh, wasn't on purpose they, they they ended up recording and he was just eating out of a blueberry thing when it wasn't his lines so they kind of just kept it yeah. like literally there was somebody a pa every morning had to go through and find all of his snacks and still <laughs> still he would have snacks <laughs> Well, you can tell in the original Iron Man that it looks like they just roll film while he was doing stuff because it looked like it wasn't even a scene that said start or action. Right. It was just it was just him doing stuff. It's like let's just keep the camera going. He's not supposed yeah, to eat the food. But yeah. Let's 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 keep on going. That's totally Tony Stark. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, let's keep that's, going. To bring it back to Loki, that's actually how Tom Hiddleston is right. a lot with his character too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like in Ragnarok, the get help scene in the elevator, that was all improv. Yeah. Oh, great, wow. Great yeah. sequence in that movie. You want to mm-hmm. do get help? I don't want to do it. We're doing you, get help. I hate help. get help. help. You love help. get help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, as far as the second episode goes, is there any final thought? Oh, hold on. Tamika. Uh, parts of the TVA was a shot at a hotel in Atlanta when yep. Mobius and Loki was re- researching the variant in the library. My question for you, Tamika, were you in the library? Because we know that you're a librarian. So were you in that library at that time when it was being shot? Or was that a shot at a different library? That's it was what shot I at a hotel. It's the library ah. scene, but it was shot ah. at a hotel. Okay, oh, my bad. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Sean in a hotel. Yeah, I see you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, anyways, is there any other final thoughts as far as the second episode goes or anything like that or any type of predictions that you think that might happen in the third episode or what What do you think about Lady Loki, stuff like that? <laughs> I don't make predictions on these shows until the third one because we're right. still setting so, up. so soon. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we're still setting up. That's true. But, 
I don't know. I, I don't have any complaints with that. This I really yeah. don't have many complaints with Marvel stuff. Like specific mm-hmm. stuff, I do. And then sometimes I'll get nitpicky if I feel really bad. Like, like if I really just feel like I need to hate on it. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> as a filmmaker, the cinematography was on point. The writing was on point. Um, you know, at this point in the superhero stuff, everything feels a little derivative because you know. We've had like 30 Marvel projects and so many other superhero things the past 20 years. It's kind of, I'm getting a little drained on it, but still excited about it no matter the what. Um, you know, just a good, it was a good episode. 8.5 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I got no predictions because, again, it's only episode right. two. Right. And just, this is the type of show I probably don't have predictions because I don't know, I have any idea what's going on, and that's kind of a good thing. I mean, the visuals, like, visually, like, for a show, this is awesome. Like, I mean, they've done some really good in the visual department for this for this series. And I just got to give them props. It's awesome. Um, but, no, I mean, it's great. It was another decent episode, another good episode. And I'm intrigued to where we're going next, but I got no predictions. Okay. Same here. No predictions as well. But I know someone who does. Tamika does. <laughs> so I think Lee, uh, Loki will gain Loki's trust and bless him into the dimension he cannot get out of. Um, I can see that. It's I a mean, bold statement, though. He's the hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Lady Loki is going to give Loki in the TVA just a bunch of problems. Oh, for I, sure. You know, I, I, I just, I think she's 20 steps ahead of them. And, you know, even Loki with him thinking differently, he I don't think he thinks like she thinks. And once he figures that out, that's probably going to scare the shit out of him. But he don't think the way she do. So, you know, I, it's hard to predict. But so far, I've liked the two episodes. Like, you know, it, it's been a good start. I'm definitely excited about next week. Me too. Me too as well. And I don't have any predictions. I thought I'm going to mention Clint and everything. I thought the same thing. Cinematography was on point. Acting's on point. Dialogue and flow is good. Because the main thing for me is, you know, it can be campy when it comes down to certain superheroes. Right. And these shows handle the dialogue with maturity and to at a level to where it's good for the kids, but also good for the adults as well to where you have both sides of the coin and everything to where it's actually fair on both ends. And that's something that I've always liked about Marvel movies and also the TV shows now and everything too. So everything for me worked in this, in this uh, show so far with two episodes. Can't wait to see what we have next. So with that being said, Clint, where can everybody follow you at? Um, everybody can follow me at R, the letter R, the letter N, the letter R productions, nine, three on Instagram. Um, R&R Productions on Facebook. Um, I think I have other social media. Um, R&R Productions on YouTube as well. Um, we haven't released anything on there for a few months um, just because the company's been doing some restructuring. But we will get to starting to uh, post stuff shortly. We have seven short films in production, multiple feature links, big announcements coming out next week. Um, so catch us on those three platforms. Okay. And Charlie, I know that we have a little bit of an announcement for tomorrow night's show, so I'm going to go on ahead and let you take that one. Okay, so for tomorrow night, um, John and I will be joined by my good friend Sean, and we're going to be 
continuing our Rambo reviews, and we'll be doing Ooh. the getting into the better Rambo. So if you didn't really care to listen to First Blood part like like Rambo First Blood, not much happens in that. Now we're getting to the good stuff. We're getting Rambo being Rambo. So we'll be covering Rambo First Blood Hi. Part Two review tomorrow. Um, tomorrow night, um, same time, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Uh, Central time, 6 Central o'clock time. Pacific time. It's 6 o'clock Pacific time. Okay. And another thing, too, guys, if you guys want to, go ahead and follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there. Of course, underneath the same brand on Instagram and also, too, of course, on Pinterest. Of course, you guys can go in and get an audio-only broadcast of this episode and many more of our episodes where you guys get your podcasts from. Another thing, too, is a simple like, simple share can go a long way. Go on ahead and do that. Also, too, go to movieloversunite.com for all your intimate needs and wants. Also, too, if you want to donate to the page, you guys don't have to understand this whole entire coronavirus put holes in other people's pockets. But if you want to show us some love, how do you do that? You're just going ahead. Go to gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast, and that's how you can donate to the show. Also, too, go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And then, of course, you can go on ahead and follow me on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit over there as well. We do a couple of shows from time to time on Stereo, so go on ahead and check us out over there. And then email me at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com if you want or a sponsor or if you just want to be on the show and or if you just want to go on ahead and ask me some random questions or whatever, I'm fine with that, too. So, anyways... Guys, that's going to do it for the show tonight for Loki, the spoiler discussion. Join us again next Wednesday, same time, 7 o'clock, well, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again, and have a good night. Bye.